0: Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Up All Night, and Are You Afraid of the Dark podcast. My name is Cortland, and with me is a blueberry pincher, Brandon. How you doing, Brandon?
1: Hey, Cortland. How are you doing?
0: Doing great. We also have a very special guest with us today, Brandon's wife, Rebecca. How are you doing, Rebecca?
2: Hello. Good, thanks. Thanks for having me on.
0: Very special.
2: Yes, I'm very special.
0: Sort of special guest. (laughs) (laughs) The most special
2: I'm not as good as a chocolate-covered blueberry. What can I say?
0: Those are so Uh, good. Do you guys actually like chocolate-covered blueberries? I've never had a chocolate-covered blueberry. No, I've
2: (laughs) never had any fruit dipped in chocolate, I don't think. Oh, Oh, maybe a strawberry. I don't know.
0: Strawberries would be good. I don't like blueberries in general, so... Like, I like them cooked, but I can't eat raw blueberries. Which is weird because my son will just sit there and eat a whole package of them.
2: Almost five years ago, Brandon was in a Blueberry pie eating contest, which I watched on Skype and he won, but he only got the second place trophy for yeah, that. I
1: was fucking robbed. What? I was it. I won. I
0: don't remember you telling me about that one actually.
1: They gave me a second
0: place trophy. It's my prized well, possession. Who got the but first place I should have had then. the first
1: place.
2: Do you even know where it is? Somewhere <laughs> in America. Somewhere in America. Who cares?
1: <laughs> but some chump claims that he ate that pie before. Me. I
2: thought it was a girl.
1: So, man, that's that's horrible, man. I didn't even know. I know it haunts me to this day.
2: But the pie was pretty good, from what I hear.
0: Yeah, that was the best part—free slice of pie. <laughs> Wait, you only had to eat one slice of pie? Yes. What? That's a pathetic contest. I could eat that in one
1: bite.
2: It's probably because
1: it wasn't about the amount, Cortland. It was the speed.
0: <laughs> it okay, was the I technique. could still eat it in one bite. <laughs>
2: It was like a free festival and they had to give away trophies. That's probably like the whole budget right there. And then they have to have the pies as well.
0: That's a good point. Yeah. Okay.
1: And then they have to <laughs> I'm pay them overreacting. They have to pay the judge to be crooked and <laughs> call the wrong winner. Conspiracies. Uh, man. What a traumatizing event. Yep. Yeah. Let's stop talking about it.
0: <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> Brennan's gonna have nightmares tonight.
0: That's all right. I was listening to the season one wrap-up episode about, you know, last night, and uh, there's a moment where you were like, yeah, after the- we got done watching the dark music, I heard a-, a noise in my room, and I was like, oh, fuck, is that the doll? <laughs> yeah. Just like... <laughs>
1: it was spooky.
2: <laughs> he was really scared of that. I was just sitting here like, oh, okay, the doll came out of the
0: cupboard. <laughs> that that doll is definitely, like, the spookiest part of the show so far. It's, it's
3: face. No like way. It- it's-
2: The spookiest part is Peter watching people through the mirrors and having that thing where he, like, kills dogs. (laughs) He kills dogs and people and has a graveyard out the back.
3: That is the
2: creepiest shit
1: ever. That's a different kind of creepy. Like, I'm not going to be up at night, like, holding the blanket (laughs) up to my face, like, oh, shit, is Peter watching me? (laughs) (laughs)
2: well, you better hope he doesn't lob a ball through the window so we can get in here.
0: <laughs> oh, so how are you guys doing this week? I'm assuming that you guys like you know spent some time together, so I'm gonna ask you collectively.
1: No, we didn't spend. We any don't time together.
2: really spend that much time together because Brandon gets up super early to go to work, and yeah, yeah, we do different things. So a lot of time Brandon's at work, but we did um, play a little bit of the Mario Tennis game on the Switch together. That was fun. Even though I totally sucked and wanted to try it for a few months now when I was terrible at it.
0: Um, I haven't played that yet. I think my son would like it, but I don't know. I've never been a fan of the Mario Tennis.
2: It's
1: tennis. Like, it's Pong.
0: We also
2: played a little bit of Enter the Gungeon, which we've had for a long time, but we Mm. haven't really played that much till now.
0: Yeah, I have that on the PS4 as well. I Mm. I like Binding of Isaac better, personally. But Gungeon's still fun.
2: Well, Brandon has a, like, massive thing for roguelikes or roguelites. Anything with rogue in the title. (laughs) And he's always looking for new ones to play.
0: Man, I didn't know that Spelunky got pushed back. Spelunky 2, that sucks. Yeah, it's a shame,
1: but as long as it comes out good, then don't really care. Yeah, Yeah, if it comes out
2: as not a broken mess, that's... I don't imagine
0: it will be. I think it'll be good.
2: Yeah, I just mean it's obviously being pushed back for a reason. It's not ready, so.
0: Yeah, that's how I felt with uh Animal Crossing 2. Because that was supposed to come out this year, and then it got pushed back to March. And I was like, you know what, it's okay. As long as they make it good, and whatever they gotta fix, they gotta fix. And it's just gonna be a perfect game, then I'll be happy. Mm-hmm. How have you been this week, Cortland? Uh, honestly, this, this week's been really shitty. <laughs> really? Yeah, I hate to be like a Debbie Downer, but... You know, I'm editing The Tale of the 13th Floor, and the audio for my track is not great. And it's,
3: blah,
0: blah. it's been really difficult to edit the episode. It's taken me <laughs> extra long. I thought
2: you were going to be like, I did heaps of overtime and I'm tired or something.
0: Well, that's the second part. Also, oh. I did heaps of overtime. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm really tired. <laughs> but I'm done with, with The Tale of the 13th Floor. You know, until Monday when I do the interlude part of it and I (laughs) make my apology to the world. (laughs) So I can start on Dream Machine finally. And yeah, I haven't had a day off from my other job because this is such a job, you know. I haven't had a, a day off from my job since last Sunday. So and I have to work today and I have to work tomorrow. I don't know if I've worked the next day or not yet, but it's a lot. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I'd be a Debbie Downer too, don't worry.
0: My days have just blended together. What day is it, Friday? Yeah, okay. Uh,
2: yeah, Friday. (laughs) Only for a couple more hours though, for us.
0: Oh, see, it's 8 o'clock in the morning here, so I still have a whole day to get through of work and shit, but that's okay. Alright. Well, do you guys want to get into this episode? Yes. Let's
3: do it! Let's do
0: it! Right. So we just got done watching the 20th episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? The tale of the Frozen Ghost. Uh, You know what? Let's ask Becca first. Becca, what did you think of this episode?
2: Um, I thought it was okay. Definitely wasn't one of the best, but wasn't the worst either. And I thought it was pretty cool to see Melissa Joan Hart when she was younger. <laughs> so that was cool. Oh, yeah. But yeah. I didn't really know what to expect from the title, Frozen Ghost, because I've never seen the show before either. So... Yeah, but it made mm-hmm. sense at the end, so it was good.
0: Yeah, how about you, Brandon? What did you think of it? Uh, I thought it was boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I um, This was one of the episodes when I was a kid that would like be on all the time. I'm sure you can imagine, because Melissa Jones' heart's in it, so they're going to try and parade her around and be like, guys, look, it's Clarissa. She's a show pony. All. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think she did a really good job in this episode, but um She's yeah, when right. I was a kid I did not want to watch this episode at all. I always just turned the channel when it came on. Yeah,
2: yeah. well if it was it's in syndication every week.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and the thing that sucked was too, is that they had like you know, 70-whatever episodes for the first five seasons to shuffle through, and it was just always the same ones, and this was one of them that was on pretty regularly, and it was just like, oh, God, fucking yeah. I'm cold again. God damn it. Yeah, they should have been playing a lot dark music, Final Wish more, like, hey, kids, it's Bobcat, everybody.
2: <laughs> I liked that episode. That
0: hey, kids, good. change everything about yourself. Nobody likes you.
1: <laughs> Being a kid is stupid. You are stupid. <laughs> Now go to sleep
0: so you can have your dreams ruined. Yeah, and then Kiki busts in and she's like, So she used her final wish! <laughs> like, God damn it, Kiki! So you're trying to sleep! <laughs> um, But yeah, overall, as an adult watching this again, I didn't mind this episode. Uh, I thought there were some good things about it. Hmm. I'll be interested to hear what those are. It's one thing... <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, I liked the ants. I thought they were funny. Mm, yeah. I liked half of the ants. Is that <laughs> <laughs> I liked Maylene, okay? <laughs> but, you guys want to get into this shit? Get down yep. and dirty in this yes. nonsense?
1: Okay. Let's dig in the mud here.
0: Yes, let's fall into the mud face first. Twice. <laughs> 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 uh, the episode begins with Kristen. She's got a coat on walking through the woods and she's all like Betty Ann Kiki you guys and she sighs at them a whole bunch of times as they make their way over to her and they're panting and they're glistening with sweat and they're wearing like t-shirts and shit except Kiki's got her denim overalls on but it's trying to tell us it's really hot it's really hot outside yeah do they always turn
1: up to the midnight society in groups
2: only sometimes... Like, sometimes
1: well, one just shows up and they're like, "Oh, where's Kristen, or "Oh, where's Kiki? But now, it's like, all the girls are showing up together, and Kristen's like, fucking hurry, guys, come on. I've got places to be. I'm very punctual.
0: Considering the wolves and stuff that are circling the campfire at all times, it would make sense that they should be in, like, a buddy system. And in dark music... You know, Frank was upset with Eric for not waiting up for him. Yeah, Yeah. I guess Kristen would be upset
1: that, like, she's all alone and the wolves will go for her. But she should slow down to be with the group. I mean,
0: let's be honest, though. She's not hot, even though later on we find out it's the hottest day of the Canadian summer.
1: Well, I think Dave would argue with you on that one.
0: (laughs) Well, the wolves would be tracking down Betty Ann and Kiki because they got those... They're sweating all over the place, so their scent is so high, you know? So Kristen should be like, guys, get away from me. The wolves are after you, not me. They're marinating I in their would own do. juices. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Kristen says, what the fuck is taking so long? I thought I lost you guys. And Kiki's standing there, and she's fanning herself with this really small twig with a couple of leaves on it. And she has that thing throughout the whole episode. Betty Ann says, how can you walk so fast in this heat? Kiki's dying over here. And Kristen ignores that shit and says, come on, we're almost there. At the campfire, Gary and David are sitting there. Gary's cleaning his glasses. And he says, I don't think sitting around a roaring campfire is the best way to spend the hottest night of the year. But
2: he doesn't come up with any other ideas of what they should be doing either, though.
0: No, he doesn't. They don't even have any of those. Okay, in the 90s, they had, like, handheld fans that you could just blow on yourself. And some of them would mist and stuff. None of the kids even have that shit, like. You came unprepared for this.
3: Yeah.
1: They should all be sitting in front of an oscillating fan. They should just pour the monkey bone dust (laughs) on them. Just pour dust into the fan, and it'll blow it right back (laughs) in their faces.
0: (laughs) That monkey bone dust probably has like moisture-absorbing properties. It's just talcum powder. It's monkey bone dust, grinded, the finest that Gary's dad makes on a daily (laughs) basis.
1: Primo monkey dust, (laughs) sold right next to the chocolate-covered blueberries.
0: Ch- Chocolate-covered blueberries!
2: <laughs>
1: Some black market shit. Why do you even uh, get those? You have to
0: pinch them. <laughs> pinch them.
3: Uh, pinch it up for you.
0: <laughs> that episode, man, man, man. Jeez. So David chimes in and he's saying, I, 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 I say we rename it to the Heat Wave Society. And Good one. Story by my uncle's pool. <laughs> Heat Did you guys society. notice that David's starting to grow like a unibro?
1: Yes, I noticed that in the last episode. <laughs> I didn't want to mention it. I meant to say it.
0: <laughs> I, I, didn't to want to say it I
1: didn't want to just sit here and start roasting the Midnight Society members. <laughs> <laughs> like, ah, this person's got a big nose, He's and this person's teen, wolf. <laughs> got tiny eyes, and this person's got pimples. eyes are too
0: close together, and <laughs> But, yeah. Yeah. <No. laughs> He's got a unibrow. Yeah. I was going to mention it last episode, but then I just, I didn't write it in my notes, I guess. And forgot. I don't know. All these kids are just soaking wet though. They're just dripping with sweat. And Kristen comes up and she says, oh, come on. It's not that hot. And then Gary gives Kristen this look like she's an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) And and David looks ashamed for disagreeing with the love of his life. He
1: should be. He's like, you still have your jacket on? And he's probably thinking, like, oh, you should take it off, Kristen. Just take it There's all off. Take everything off. <laughs> so he can yeah, be like, wow take,
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: take it all off, Kristen. Take t- take, it off, Kristen. <laughs> Frank sits down and he says, how can you say that? Kristen whips her head around to look at him. And then Kiki says, how can she say that? How can she wear that? And then we go over to David and he says, why do you still have your jacket on, Kristen? <laughs> Kristen,
1: why are you still wearing it? It's so hot. Like, just don't. Don't wear it. Here, I'll take
0: it out for you. (laughs) Oh, my God.
2: I hate when she does those glares at people, though. Like, she's really... She just doesn't seem to fit into the group like the others do as much. She takes everything really personally, and
0: she has to glare at them. That's a good point, yeah. She does do a whole lot of glaring and head-turning. She's a glarer. She really is. <laughs> well, you know what? She's she's the one that's like fucking the meat and potatoes of this season. She's got to tell like every other story. Jesus, so she
3: she's like tired yeah. of seriously,
1: <laughs> three episodes this season. Who does she think she is, Betty Ann?
2: I was like, I I wait, the same did, thing. didn't we just hear a story by her? And then I thought maybe I was exaggerating it in my mind because like I'm not no. a huge fan of her. But then Brandon, and we I just I heard a story it. from
0: her after having just heard a story from her.
3: Mm. <laughs> Yeah, this is the seventh
0: episode. Hearing stories from her, we're only halfway through the season, and we've already gotten like more than like half of them have been Kristen's stories. Like she's just just like, like, "Hey guys, I
1: got another prop this week."
2: Yeah, it's a jacket. I found
1: something in this closet. It's my turn. My (laughs) My turn, guys. Another one. And Dave's like, like, "Yeah, it's Kristen's turn again.
0: She hasn't (laughs) gone in a while. It's been like a week." (laughs) David's like I'll give up my turn guys so Kristen can tell her story
1: I'm gonna tell a story but it's one Kristen wrote and told me to say
0: (laughs) Kristen tells David by the end of her story he'll be wearing his coat too and David kind of scoffs at Kristen and then Kristen takes her place at the storyteller throne and she says she has a sure way to beat the heat a story that's guaranteed to get everyone a massive case of the shivers all the kids look at each other, they're, they're just glistening still, and Kiki's still fanning herself, and the tale of the frozen ghost begins. When we start up the episode, there's like this beautiful scenery of like a frozen tree branch, and uh, I always like that. Uh, that. I like beautiful tree frozen. branch scenery. <laughs> I Come like see it. the majestic tree branch,
1: Canada's famous well, tree branch. We have branch.
0: ice storms here, and all the tree branches are frozen. I think it looks beautiful, okay? It is nice. I miss it.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, and then okay, so Kristen's voiceover says that it all began when Charles Pamperton Schilling the Third was sent with his babysitter to spend a weekend with his aunts. So his parents I could go to a wedding out of town. Already
1: I just didn't understand the relationship of the babysitter. Why is yeah. she a travelling babysitter?
0: So I think it's because the parents are rich and yeah. they trust this babysitter because Their child is, like, a wuss, for lack of better terms.
1: Yeah, but, like, where is this babysitter's parents? And she's just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to babysit this kid, and, like, I'm just going to go stay with these strangers. And I'm just going to live with them, and, yeah, just going to live on the road now, watching this boy, (laughs) even though I'm, like, 12 myself.
0: Her parents, Daphne's parents, because the kid. The characters are Charles and Daphne. Daphne's played by Melissa Joan Hart. Daphne's parents are probably swimming in all the money that Daphne makes by babysitting this brat. Yeah, Yeah, maybe they're
2: wiring them money back home.
0: Yeah. The parents are probably like... She probably was like, I don't want to go to this. And they were like, no. As they're fanning themselves with $100 bills or whatever Canadian (laughs) money is. They're like, no, you're going.
1: Yeah. They're like have their hands over a flaming barrel, and they're like, no, you, you go play board games with that kid,
0: please. <laughs> she was sitting there rubbing her hands together like, oh, yeah, money central. Kristen continues saying that it was the coldest winter anyone could remember in a hundred years. Yep. But the only cold that were ever really shown is that frozen majestic tree branch at the beginning. Everything yeah. else looks like muddy stupid garbage. I didn't think they
2: weird. were overly like dressed for like this weather is freezing and if you go outside you'll die. Like it didn't yeah. seem that cold. That's no, other thought.
1: other than that scene in the car where Charles is wearing a whole bunch of coats and she's like, "What are yeah. you wearing coats for? You're stupid." Anyway, other than that, like it's just not cold it's not anymore. Relevant.
3: Yeah.
0: Inside the limo, we see the two main characters. Melissa Joan Hart is just in her Clarissa Explains It All prime, and she looks over at Charles, who's bundled up in a whole mess of clothes and a scarf over his face, and says, aren't you hot and all that shit? It's like 90 degrees in here. And Charles responds with, I'm not allowed to catch a cold. And Daphne rolls her eyes a bunch, and then Kristen tells us that Daphne has been putting up with, uh, I mean, babysitting Charles since she was 12, so she knew what she was getting into. So, already this episode is is establishing that Charles is, like, a mama's boy that isn't allowed to, like, do anything. No, he's very sheltered and... Yeah.
2: I don't know why they didn't get him an actual adult nanny rather than just a teenage girl, but...
1: They're very wealthy, but they're so wealthy they can afford Melissa Joan Hart in her <laughs> 90s prime. <laughs> like, come on.
0: Good point. <laughs> The limo continues rolling down the road in quite a bit less frozen-looking scenery, but whatever. It comes to a stop, and Daphne says, are we here? The limo driver looks at a paper and says, yep, this is it. Daphne rolls down the window, looks at the creepy old house, and says, whoa, is this Spooksville or what? And she's smiling. She opens her door without rolling the window back up, even though it's apparently the coldest winter ever. And she looks back, and she sees Charles isn't coming. She's like, what's the holdup? And the limo driver says, looks like no one's home. And Charles says, yeah, I don't think this is the place. But Daphne's like, how the fuck do you know? We've ne- You've never even met these people. So why
1: is he going to meet them
2: again? I don't think that was explained. I think it was just like, you're on your own. Go with your chauffeur and your babysitter. See you later.
1: Go with your chauffeur to this very haunted looking house.
0: So, okay, the parents of Charles go away for the weekend to go to a wedding, which... I guess just kids aren't allowed to, and mm-hmm. for some reason they are dumping their kid off to their estranged aunts. I don't know. I don't know why though. It sounds like they're very bad at being rich people. Yeah, you would think that they could just have the kids stay at their own house. You'd think and, that they'd have nannies or hire a
1: bodyguard. Anything like that's the dope part about being rich. Yeah, you can do whatever you want you whenever you want. Just do whatever you want. There's no consequences and it
0: doesn't matter. It's living life on easy mode. Yeah, it doesn't really make any sense, but whatever, I guess. Kristen can just <sighs> bend reality and make rich people stupid somehow. It's, it's crazy. Daphne starts walking up towards the house and Charles isn't following her, so she turns around and asks him what the problem is, and he says,
3: What if they're
2: asleep? What if they get mad at us for waking them up and don't like us and they're mean to us
3: all week?
0: Which is weird because I think they're only there for a weekend. And Daphne shuts that shit down and says, they're your relatives, not a couple of wicked old witches. Yeah. And she turns around and says, I hope.
2: When she said that stuff about the relatives, I was just thinking like, well, they don't even know this kid and it sounds like he's never even met them. Like, they could be yes. nasty old hags for all we know.
0: They could be like pedophiles. <laughs> they could be anything really well i mean they could have been witches but they're not they're just old ladies she walks up the steps and she looks over at the rocking chair that's on the porch that's rocking by itself yeah she steps closer to it and then it stops mid-rock and it freaks her out a little bit yeah
1: she actually looks pretty startled for like half a second
0: yeah and then she's like man whatever And she starts knocking on the door as the limo driver brings up the kids' shit behind her, and she knocks more. And the limo driver slams their shit down. The door opens up, and two old ladies pop out, one with a candelabra, and the other one, I guess, doesn't have anything. That sentence was ruined. I like that touch. What the candelabra?
1: She could have just been holding one candle, but no, she's got a whole mess of candles.
2: Could be used (laughs) as a weapon against mm-hmm. scary rocking chairs rocking on their own
0: the two ladies look at these people and then they just kind of recognize charles somehow and they're like
3: little charlie oh, is that our little charlie i don't believe it we oh, haven't seen you since you're a baby you?
1: and maybe they'd seen I'm photos like, of him well i assume they were expecting him so it's not that's, that's just like I- <laughs> some random kid just shows up
0: Yeah, Yeah. plus they had a
2: limo, so it'd be pretty hard to pull off a fraud job on that.
0: This isn't the lonely ghost situation where they don't contact the relatives and say, hey, they're going to stay with you. You know, like they... I would assume. It's not like these old ladies get anyone else to come to their house. But, whatever. Then one of them looks at Daphne and they say, you must be the babysitter Debbie. And she's like, no, it's Daphne. And then the two aunts invite the kids into their home. And she says, come on, Charlie. Oh, my goodness. The limo driver hauls in the kid's shit. Inside of the house, it's dark. One of the ants steps outside and she looks around all suspicious like.
2: Yeah, that was really shifty.
1: Yeah, I thought that was going to be like some shit that came up later.
2: Well, I mean, checking to make sure
1: that nobody saw the kids go
0: inside so that she could murder them or something. (sighs) No witnesses. Yeah, that's kind of what I got, too. It was weird. So she's looking all suspicious like around there, and then she closes the door. Um, The aunt's names are Greta and Maylene, and Greta's the one that has the candelabra. And she tells the kids to step inside and offers the limo driver some tea, because she's an old lady. And as we know from our *Daydream in the Dark*, old ladies make bomb ass tea. But the limo driver he doesn't want any of that shit. He hands Charlie his garbage, and he scoots out of the door. He wants right the fuck out of there.
2: Yeah, where exactly was he gonna go? Like, was he just goes back to his house and then it comes and picks him up? What
0: time it is, I guess. Yeah, he's like, all right, I got my my job's done. Kids are there. I'm out of here. I'm going home. I'm going to sleep.
1: Yeah, he doesn't gotta stay in that spooky ass house. No, but he could have at least. He's a taken driver, some not tea. a babysitter.
2: Could have taken some tea for the road.
0: He doesn't do that. He's just he's just out of there. So uh, Maylene's like, yeah, no one ever wants to stay with us long. Anywho, let's show these kids around. And Greta agrees, saying, let's give the kids a grand tour of our humble abode. And then she laughs a little bit. Up the stairs, the two ladies go as Charles stands back and he looks around and he gets scared because he looks at a crow that's taxidermied. Getting scared
1: is sort of his thing.
2: You know, maybe the limo driver or the chauffeur or whoever he was should have at least, like, taken the suitcases upstairs instead of, like, expecting the old ladies to do it, because they were really struggling to get those up the stairs.
1: He's not paid for that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I guess not. They should have, like, slipped him an extra 20 for that. Like, nah, I'm just gonna let these two children and also two geriatric people...
1: He's just standing at the the foot of the stairs while they're like,
3: oh, God,
1: oh, my spine. And he's like, well, see ya.
2: Well, I don't think it would be up to them to tip because it's like they're doing a favor for the family that he works for, so it should be like up to the other people to tip him, the parents that we never see.
0: They should have thought about that beforehand and just given him an extra tip, be like, Hey, um, they're old, so just, like, take the stuff upstairs when you get there, please. Maybe they've but never nope. been
2: to the house.
0: I don't think they have.
2: They probably but- expect people to come and see them.
0: Maybe the parents hate Charles, and they're just like, fucking take him away from here. We're going to a wedding.
2: Yeah, I could see hating that kid.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the two old aunts are dragging up the kids' suitcase up the stairs, and Daphne offers to help, but they're like, No! You're our guests, and we want you to be absolutely comfortable. And Daphne starts to say, like, no, we're good. But the, the ants interrupt, and they say, no, no. We're only trying to be good hosts. And and Greta says, Maylene, I thought we agreed not to mention that. And then Maylene says, Greta, dear, I only said hosts, not ghosts. <laughs> I know. Charles gets fucking freaked out at the mere mention of the word ghost. And he just turns into a stupor and he just stutters out, Ghosts? Yeah, it's his catchphrase for this episode. Oh, yeah. That's half of his dialogue. It is. Greta apologizes, saying her hearing sucks, as Charles mutters out another,
1: Ghosts? You can just imagine the actor sitting in his trailer, staring at a mirror, just like, Ghosts?
0: Ghosts?
3: ghosts
0: <laughs> ghosts <laughs> ghosts so many ghosts the scene switches and we see the front of the house and then we go into like uh, i think charles's room daphne and charles are in there and she's putting away charles's shit but uh like why does she hit why does he have so much crap if they're only going to be there for a weekend because she's like putting all of his clothes neatly into this dresser that i guess just didn't have anything else in it like what's I going on that-
2: Her character really flip-flopped back and forth between, like, being normal and just being crazy.
0: That's a good point. She does freak out on Charles, like, a couple times. She doesn't like Charles.
2: Yeah, and she's all like, I'm used to him. I've been doing this since I was 12. Oh,
0: yeah. She's just in it for the money.
1: (laughs) Yeah, she's like, I've just got to suffer through this time with this
0: little idiot. Yep. Yeah. So at this point in my notes, I, I said, let's describe Charles, because anyone who's anyone knows who Melissa Joan Hart is. And I got down that Charles, he's always dressed for success. He's got a tie-on in, like, almost every scene. He likes and to be he's clean. he's got
1: a beautiful bowl haircut. Yeah, I thought he got a bowl cut, bowl. too. <laughs>
0: I put he had a bowl cut, too, and I was like, is that a bowl cut? It's not like a, a 70s bowl cut. It's more like a 90s bowl cut, you know? Yeah,
1: it's a fancy bowl cut. It's a rich people bowl cut.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Another
2: sign they're loaded.
1: Yes, fancy China bowls that you would never even dream of.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I gotcha. Overall, this kid's kind of annoying, but I don't think it's his fault, really. I think it's, like, his parents not allowing him to do anything. He's got that, like snobby only child rich kid like personality going and i don't think it's his fault
1: <sighs> i don't really think he's snobby so much like he doesn't look down on
0: anyone he's just that's a good point yeah. he's just very sheltered yeah that's yeah. what i was
2: gonna say yeah he's you're right sheltered.
0: yeah because it's not i mean these ants they're not uh they don't like they're basically like living in pro- poverty and he's yeah not, like... their
1: house is garbage they've got <laughs> nothing good
0: like, they don't even have electricity right now, and he's not being all snooby or smooby about it, being like, oh, my mother and father could buy this house tenfold. So Daphne tells Charles that his aunts are really neat, and he stares at her, and she's like, what? And he says that he thinks that his aunts are kind of weird, and Daphne says, why? Because her house isn't new and perfect like yours? We can't all be richy-rich. And she starts stuffing his clothes into the dresser. Charles is like, what the fuck? Stop. You're getting it all wrinkly. So Daphne's like, fine, do it yourself then, and walks away.
2: He doesn't know how to do his own shit.
0: He needs someone to show him (laughs) how to
1: not be useless.
0: Yeah, so she's walking away. She's like walking out the door, and he's like, he starts whining about, saying about how mom says you have to take care of my things. And Daphne responds with such sass, saying,
2: Whatever, I'll draw your bath, sire.
0: And she walks away. Yeah. I like that. I like that line. I thought it was funny.
2: Yeah, like, I think she's, like, pretty snooty to him. Like, it wouldn't take much for her to get fired. Like, I'm sure she's pretty replaceable. So, like, she really shouldn't be so rude to him.
0: (laughs) That's a good point. I I don't know how old Melissa Joan Hart... Like, I think she was born in, like, 76, so she's, like, 17 or something like that right now. But she plays a young girl well. I mean, she's not if she's 17 right now in this episode and she doesn't do Sabrina the Teenage Witch for another, like, three years... And she plays, like, a high school student in that. It's, like, she's good at being younger than what she actually is. But even so, like, how old do you think she's portrayed in this episode? Like, 14, 15,
2: maybe? I was thinking around 15. I was thinking.
0: She's had to deal with this kid for, like, three years now. So, I mean, she must be sick of his shit by now. Yeah. And with all of the, like, help she's given this kid, he's still a... You know, oh, I can't get sick. My mom will be pissed. You know, like, it's like. I'm not allowed to get sick. Yeah, it's like, even though she's been with this kid, you know, 24-7 for three years or whatever, he's still a baby. So it's like, how much good are you doing, Clarissa?
2: Maybe she should be encouraging him to be more independent. Like, instead of putting away all the clothes for him, he could be helping her. Something like that.
0: Yeah, I think. Well, Charles hears the wind howling. And a voice says, I'm cold. <laughs> and he looks around his room. <laughs> and he says, Daphne, wait, did you hear that? And she comes back to the room saying, what? And he says, a voice from outside. And she says, it's the wind, Charles. You heard the wind. Now get a move on or you'll be late for supper. And he looks around his room again and the scene fades to a bathtub. And in the bathtub, it's full of bubbles. is Charles. And he's, you know, like taking a bath, I guess. Yeah.
1: That's what you do in a bathtub, yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: I haven't had a bath in years. I take showers. I'm assuming you guys do too. Then... Yeah,
1: Look at this fancy do. gentleman over here taking
0: showers. <laughs> well, I'm soaking in my too. bucket.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Just dump bucket after bucket of water over you until you're clean. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's our role. roll. <laughs> oh.
2: Sponge bath, you.
0: So, getting back to the story... Charles is in his bathtub, and he puts a washcloth over his face as we hear the creaking of a swinging light bulb, that's just on like a string or something.
1: Yeah, that's pretty spooky.
2: Wait, was the globe actually working? Because there was meant to be no electricity.
0: Uh, I don't oh. think it was on, was it? I don't think it was. I can't remember, I can't remember now. now.
2: But I think it was quite bright in there for a house that had no electricity.
0: Well, yeah, it was. Yeah, a
1: shitload of lights all over the place. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they're supposed to be. They're supposed to be, to be all, all
1: candlelit, but yeah, yeah
0: I mean it's a TV show. Yeah,
1: yeah,
2: it's kind of like how they're meant to be in the woods, the Midnight Society, but it's like really bright.
0: Yeah, there's like floodlights everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so Charles looks around the room again, and uh, he does that a lot. We hear some whisperings of of nothing comp- comprehensible, um, and and Charles is like, "Who's there?" And then the camera moves over to the, a corner of the room as we hear the voices of the other people in the house talking about a wood stove. Oh, you know what was interesting, though? When that when that light bulb stopped swinging, it was, like, in the arc, you know, like, unnatural, you know? Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. I'm sure that it was just, like, a string that they held onto, but, like, if I seen that in real life, I'd be like, uh, what the fuck, you know? Yeah. But Charles was like, eh, whatever. Yeah, he's spooked out by things he
1: shouldn't be spooked out by, but then things that are actually weird, he's like,
3: "Hmm."
0: Just like fucking Karen from 13th Floor. Unflappable Karen. You talking to me? The unshakable Karen alien. (laughs) (laughs) We switch over to the people that are talking. It's Greta, and she's like, this old thing never worked quite right, I'm afraid. And Maylene is just fanning these... The smoke out from the furnace up to outside with a giant hand fan.
2: Yeah, I found that weird because, again, it's meant to be really cold and they've just got the window open and a fan and yeah. I don't know. How how much would smoke really do inside on a cold day? I don't know.
0: I don't get it. It's like she tells us that the electric range is out and that's why they have to use the wood furnace. And Daphne's like, well, why is the power out? And I thought it was going to be, oh, because it's cold out, you know. That would make sense, right? Yeah. Something it's so like cold that. that the electric line snapped.
1: No, nope, but it's the whole thing.
0: No, it's just about how uh, that old electric company, uh, they get all uppity when a person is just a wee bit late on their payment. And Maylene's like, uh, girl, it's been three months.
1: Yeah, she could have just been like, oh, we're poor as shit. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah, I found Daphne really, really nosy here. Like, she's just there, like, nephew's babysitter or something. She
1: thinks they're neat.
2: Yeah, but, like, she just... It's not really her business. And then they were going on, like, oh, they we were taught not to talk about finances with people, but they spilled quite a lot of information for people that were taught not to do that.
1: Look, they probably don't get a lot of guests there. Nobody wants their tea.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's true.
0: She does get a little bit into their shit, though. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe... Th- She's used to Charles's parents is like divulging all of their secrets or something. I don't know. So Daphne, you know the realist, she's like, well, gee, if you're having money problems, uh, won't Charles's parents help you out? Greta says neither a borrower nor a lender be. And Malia's like, did father used to say that shit? And Greta's mm-hmm. like, nah, father'd be rolling over in his grave if he heard us even talking about borrowing money from the the Pamperton and Shilling side of the family. And this is where you're right, Daphne gets a little too nosy, and she's like, well, why? They're not exactly short on cash. Yeah. And, and Maylene tells her that there was a little feud a long time ago, and there was a terrible falling out between father and Uncle Charlie. And Greta tells us that Uncle Charlie was Charles' great-grandfather. The timeline on this episode doesn't make sense to me.
2: I found it a bit strange that she would be like Charles's parents. Like, wouldn't she be calling them like Mister and Missus Pemberton Shilling or whatever that pretentious made-up name was?
3: <laughs> so, uh,
2: like when when she greets them and like they pay her, is she like, "Thank you, Charles's parents"?
0: <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Every time, <laughs> thank you, Mister and Missus Charles's parents. <laughs> Maylene says that he hired a common criminal to work on the farm, and Greta interrupts saying, Uncle Charlie didn't know he was a criminal when he hired him.
1: Yeah, she's very uh, sensitive about that point. I don't get why, though. I don't understand a lot about this backstory, to be honest.
2: No, we had to watch it twice. Ooh, really? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I was like, wait, what?
0: Huh? Maylene's like, yeah, but Father thought that there was something strange about him from the start. And Uncle Charlie just wouldn't listen. Daphne gets a smile on her face, and she's like, wow, was he a murderer? And then the lady's like, no, goodness, no. As far as she knew, he was a bank robber. There's also um, a tea kettle that's getting, like, louder and louder to build tension here for some reason. Daphne's like, what happened to him? And Greta says that the police got him in the woods out back and put him on the train to prison. End of story.
1: All right, well, that was...
0: Uh, and that's Frozen Ghost, guys. Frozen Ghost, everybody. <laughs> I've been up all night. but Maylene's like, uh, hold up. (laughs) That's not what I heard. And she's, she's getting that tea kettle and she's staring at a wall and she says, I heard he never made it to prison. I heard the train crashed and everyone on it was killed and they never found the body of that poor man. Greta rolls her eyes and Maylene drops some bomb ass tea on Daphne and Greta back upstairs. Charles is still in the bathroom and he sinks into the water for some reason. Yeah. Why? I've literally. N- I've taken baths before. I mean, not in my recent time of life, but I have never once just sunk into the water like that. It's a weird transition.
2: Yeah, it was.
0: Between the scenes. Yeah. It reminds me of like of the 90s thing where like somebody gets really upset and then they like, you know, lean up against the wall and then they just slowly like sink to the ground. And like, Nobody does that. Down. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen anybody though. do that. It's dramatic, but it, nobody ever does it. It's not real.
1: Maybe people should do it.
2: Maybe I'm doing it right now.
1: Whoa.
0: <laughs> I mean, maybe. Is she doing it, Brandon? <laughs> yes. Yes, she is.
3: <laughs>
0: okay, so we switched to this first-person camera shot of something outside of the house. And it's Another like running around... Shot. It is an evil dead shot, yeah. It's like knocking over fucking furniture and shit. And then it enters the house through the open window. It extinguishes a candle that's right in front of Charles, who's eating his supper. And then a pie drops on the ground. And Greta's like, whoops!
1: You know, a ghost that does nothing but blow out candles and open windows, like, that's not too bad. I could live with a ghost like that. I mean, if they were dropping my pies and shit, I'd get a little (laughs) bit ticked off, but... If they I just, like, so blew out my candles, I'd be like, all right, good one, you got me. <laughs> and then I would go back to not giving a shit.
0: It's a minor inconvenience, except for that pie. Pies take a long time to bake and shit and make and fucking <sighs> yeah, rolling out really the dough. Do. I
1: mean, it's not like pudding, where once it's on the ground, it's ruined. You can, you know, just dust off the top of that pie, <laughs> and it's good to go.
0: Well, thankfully, the pie landed, like, pie-side up, so it didn't, like... yeah blow all over the floor or anything it's still okay Maylene gets up and she says I thought we closed this window after I fanned out all those mystic vapors and Greta's like yeah we did and Maylene says maybe it's broken and won't shut just right and she picks up the pie off the ground which like I said thank god landed pie side up and says I swear I felt a distinct chill just now and Greta says it's okay we'll see about getting that fixed in the morning Maylene says Walter was supposed to fix it but he left rather suddenly Charles asks who Walter is, and Greta tells us that it's their old maintenance man, but he used to get rather impatient with us, and Daphne's like, well, is it because you didn't pay him? Maylene's like, is that why? I thought it was because of the ghost. And, oh, fuck, Maylene, you said the magic word, yeah. and now Charles <laughs> is all, like, fucking in a stupor again, and he's like... It's like the Pee-wee's playhouse, word of the day, it's... Ah! Ah, you, you said the word! <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, ghost except,
0: except instead of screaming you just turn into a bl- like a blabbering idiot. <laughs> He's like ghosts ghost. Greta tries to t- change the subject by offering up the kids uh favorite food, fucking macaroni and cheese. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. macaroni
2: mm-hmm. and cheese and pie. Like I'd I'd stay for their tea if I could have that stuff.
0: Me too. I was like fuck. Yeah. Bring it on, I Greta.
1: I will put up with the Opening windows if I get some macaroni.
0: Mac and cheese and a pie. That's like heaven. Hey there, everybody. Cortland here, your good buddy and your favorite pie maker. Thank you so much for listening to our 20th episode of Up All Night. I can't believe we've already done 20 episodes. There's only like 70 left to go. Have you been looking for the perfect podcast player? I recommend trying out PodCoin. It's the only podcast player that will pay you to do what you're already doing, listening to podcasts. It has all the podcasts you listen to on there already, ours included, and it updates with new episodes faster than some of those other apps. When you download and sign up for PodCoin, be sure to use the promo code PrivateIsland, all one word, to instantly get 300 PodCoins. My favorite part about this app is that you can use those PodCoins to donate to charity. Those 300 starting PodCoins equate to 107,400 grains of rice that can be used to help end world hunger. So remember, that's promo code Private Island on signup. Interested in supporting the show? You can check out patreon.com slash privateisland to sign up. We have three tiers starting as low as $3 a month, and they all have their own benefits. So if you're interested in our new stickers, listening to the episodes early, bonus episodes and more, sign up today. Brandon and I would like to take a moment to thank our Golden Bostic tier patrons, Michael, Brett, and our newest patron, Bryce, as well as our Silver Goth tier patron, Kathy, for their generous donations. Thank you so much, everyone. We sincerely appreciate it. Each week, Brandon creates fun and hilarious gifts that can be found on our Instagram and Twitter pages. Follow them for more fun. That's at Private Island Presents for Instagram and at PRVT Island on Twitter. For a clickable link to all of these, including our merch store, check the description of the episode for our Linktree link. The Season 2 wrap up episode is approaching very quickly, and we need your help. Please send us any questions you may have about the show to us at PrivateIslandPresents at gmail.com or get in touch with us on Instagram or Twitter. We really would love to read and answer your questions during the Season 2 wrap up episode. If you like the show, please tell somebody about it, especially with the new Are You Afraid of the Dark episodes coming next month. Everyone wins with Are You Afraid of the Dark. As always, I'd like to thank the Benevolent Badger for his work on the music for our show, aside from this theme from Toby Fox. I'd also like to thank Brandon for his work on the artwork. For now, I'll let you get back to the episode, and I'll talk to you in a week. Thank you again, everyone. Bye. Stephanie doesn't buy that mac and cheese bullshit, though. She's like, you think there's a ghost here? Who is it? The bank robber? And Charles, in his stupor, says, ghosts? Ghosts? Again.
2: Yeah, it's like everything he says.
0: (sighs) He says it so many times. Like, a hundred times. All he says, ghosts.
1: Yeah, mon petit rouge, ghosts. Mm. Kristen just likes people repeating things over and over again
2: when Daphne's like, I'm not afraid of any ghost or whatever, and neither is Charles, right? It's like, have you even heard him? It's like <laughs> all of
0: have you met what this he kid? says. He's in a stupor. <laughs> uh, so Maylene's trying to, like, you know, diffuse the situation. She's like, I don't think we should talk about this. She points to Greta for some reason. And Greta says, we know how young imag- imaginations can take the simplest things... And build them up and make them into nightmares and the like. Daphne says, "Yeah, I'm not afraid of ghosts. And neither is Charles. Right, Charles?" Camera pans over to him, and he just sits there. He says, "Ghosts."
1: <laughs> oh my God. Yes, they said ghosts. Get over it.
2: <laughs> Every time they talk about the ghost, strange things happen.
0: Yeah, that's what that's what that's what Maylene says next. Actually, she apologizes <laughs> about it and then says, "Yeah, whenever she talks about this ghost." Strange shit starts to happen. And Greta stops that shit now, saying, that's enough. And Charles has this super scared look on his face.
2: I wish that she actually did say strange shit happens, because I find it funny when old people swear.
0: <laughs> it is the best, isn't it? It really is. Pretty good. And then we look at the front of the house again, before going up to Charles' room, where he's trying to sleep, but he's tossing and turning. He is thrashing wildly. <laughs> Like he's possessed, yes.
1: In <laughs> uh, his his dream isn't his. even really that intense.
2: He's probably like, Mommy mm-hmm. doesn't let me talk to ghosts. <laughs>
0: Mama would never let me dream a dream. <laughs> we... I'm not allowed to dream. <laughs> we go into his dream where... Um, he's like the camera it's in a log or something and it's looking out at this fat guy who is like give it back or something I don't know and he goes up right into the log and he reaches in and he grabs something as the camera backs off
1: well Sean should probably just stop writing nightmares for people
0: oh my god right he's a fucking on that dream machine like and then (laughs) and then this poor kid (laughs) Is murdered. (laughs) Like the end. And fucking Jennifer pulls that paper out. And she's like now this is the best thing you've ever written. I love when the kid died. (laughs) (sighs) So Charles wakes up. And he's screaming for a moment. And then he just like pants there in his bed. And he just sits there for a long time. And his window blows open. And he gets up. And he looks out. And there's just this glowing kid on the ground level. And he's looking up. And he says, I'm cold. Charles stares down at the shit. And then it says, It's cold again. And we go to commercial. And back from commercial, it says, I'm cold again. Yes. He's cold. And then it fades away.
1: He's cold. We get it. He's cold. He's cold. He's cold. It's cold. You're cold. You're a ghost. <laughs> Ghost, ghost, yes. <laughs> a lot of repeated phrases throughout this whole episode.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: It's a, it's a bit much, yeah.
1: It is very much like Hungry Hounds in a lot of ways.
2: I found her stories are really repetitive, and not just in that one story. They all seem to have like a running theme of ghosts.
0: I mean, can, this is why I didn't. This is why I would turn the channel when this one comes on. Because I just couldn't take it. Even as a kid, I couldn't take it.
2: Well, I've only seen it once, so it was fine for me.
0: <laughs> one and done kind of episode, I think, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, one and done. So Charles screams and runs away. And he goes into the hallway. Oh, my God, this part. Dude, what was this? He starts frantically, like, Home Alone-style running around.
1: It's it, and... It's sped up like a Scooby-Doo cartoon when yeah. the monsters are chasing yes. Yeah. Like I sure expected to him to go in one My... door and pop out
0: another. <laughs> Mino says "gif that shit," so you got to make a gif of that garbage. He's just it's like very, I can hear the Benny Hill music in the
2: Yeah, it didn't make any
0: sense. It just didn't make any sense. It's like he got decapitated and he's running around before he dies. It's ridiculous. And then you can't cut
2: off that beautiful hair. What are you talking about?
0: Like <laughs> gorgeous. You cut, cut off the
2: head, the hair goes with it.
0: <laughs> Charlie ends up making his. Oh, if I end up calling him Charlie, I, I, I can't help myself. Charles is such a long name. They Same amount of letters. Yeah, but it just doesn't flow as nicely. Yeah. Also, I was I like I grew up watching All Dogs Go to Heaven, so the dog's mean the main character dog name is Charlie. Charlie.
2: <laughs> I haven't seen
0: that. You haven't. No. Have you well, seen Well, we need to have a
1: We're Back the Dinosaur Story <laughs> and All Dogs Go to Heaven oh, and
0: Rock is, um, is We're Back a Don Bluth movie? I don't think so. Then who made that shit?
1: I um, It's produced it's not Disney. by Steven Spielberg. Oh my god.
0: Okay, well that I, wasn't a time where he slapped his name on everything. He was
1: yeah, doing it on Tiny Toons know, and Animaniacs and shit. I don't know who did it but who created that abomination was it john goodman he he probably animated it himself
0: okay so back to the episode scooby-doo charles makes his way into daphne's room which by the way is much more happily decorated charles's room is all drab and dark and dreary and then daphne's room is like the wallpaper is like white and bright and it's kind of weird he slams the door shut behind him and he jumps right into her bed screaming screaming for help and Daphne's like what the fuck Charles he starts screaming on and on about how he's seen a ghost a little boy and was outside and he said
1: he's cold and then he said he (laughs) was (laughs) cold again and then he just said it again
2: (laughs) I'm surprised that mommy lets him in babysitter's bed
0: (laughs) that was odd yes well mommy don't know Daphne tells him he had a bad dream, and she's like, now get out of my bed and go back to sleep. But Charles is like, no, it wasn't a bad dream. Well, I was having a bad dream, but then my window opened up and a crash, Bam, boom. And I looked out there, and it was a ghost boy, and I saw him. He's like, oh, you got to believe me. But Daphne He really doesn't say that much. He says ghosts, and that's <laughs> about it. He was just like, Ghosts? You're Daphne's giving like, him what? way too
2: much credit.
0: <laughs> Daphne doesn't say anything, though. She just looks pissed.
2: She's got to have the glare, cause the glare, because it's a Christian story.
0: <laughs> she has the glare. She rolls her eyes. She looks pissed. And then, boom, we're out in the hall again, and the door is slammed in Charles's face. <laughs> and he begs for Daphne to let him back in, but she doesn't do that. So he sighs, and he walks away.
2: I gotta say, she is kind of harsh to him, but it is a really ridiculous, like, I wouldn't believe someone if they said that to me. And I hate being woken up so much.
1: (laughs)
0: Yeah, me too. I
3: like
1: it. Yeah, someone woke up and just, like, woke me up screaming in my face about ghosts. (sighs) And I'd jumped be in your like, bed and stuff. Oh fuck, there's ghosts. And then I'd throw <laughs> them out of the room, lock it, and be like, shit, there's ghosts. You'd be like, I'm cold.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So the next scene it's daytime. Aunt Greta is fanning out the mystic vapors now. And she says, Now now, children, it's not nice to argue. Tell Auntie Greta what's wrong. And Daphne tells her that Charles kept her up all night because he thought he saw a ghost. And he's mad because she won't believe him. Malian overhears this while she's fucking cross-stitching or something.
1: Yeah. Did you see what she was stitching? No, yeah, I she, couldn't see it. What I was just it?
2: wrote down that she was doing needlework because I didn't know if it was a cross-stitch or a Well, whatever or it <laughs> was, it
1: looked to me like a bloody axe.
2: I actually oh. pointed that out to Brandon and I was like, is that an axe or is that something else? Because I wasn't sure. And then he looked at it and he's like, yeah, that's a bloody axe. And I'm like, that's so weird.
0: Oh. I was really hoping it was going to be like Zeebo or like, you know, something from season one or something <laughs> like that. But I couldn't get a good look at it.
2: Just like a nice picture of boss dick for the wall.
0: Ooh, yeah. So she's cross-ditching some shit and she's, she asks what uh Charles saw. And he's like, it was a ghost. I saw it. And Daphne tells the old gals that Charlie says it talked to him. To which Charlie says, it did. Maylene says, hey, Greta, you hear this shit? The ghost never talked to us before. Greta is washing a plate and she slams it down and she just gets this look like she just got shot in the back. She's like, Ugh, you know, like <laughs> she's
2: trying to <laughs> she's trying to reenact lugging the suitcases up the stairs.
3: Yeah, like she,
0: like her back just contorts and she's just like, oh, <laughs> And Daphne's like, you mean you've seen it too? Greta starts saying, now Daphne. And Maylene corrects her saying, it's Debbie. And Daphne's like, no, it's it's Daphne. So Daphne continues and she's, she says, you mean there is a ghost? And it's not just a ghost story? And Greta folds like a fucking house of cards. And she says, well, there's no use pretending now. It was little Charlie we were trying to protect. And he's already seen it. And Charlie gets this smug look on his face. Because, you know, he's right or whatever. And Maylene yeah, says... Yeah, he's like... Oh, good. Ghosts are real. I'm happy. Good, a boy died, and now he's
1: haunting this place. Excellent. (laughs) I told you so. (laughs) This is what I wanted all along.
0: (laughs) Malian tells us that that there's nothing to worry about because the ghost never comes into the house, but, like, it still does stuff in the house. Like, I don't know, swing a light?
1: Yeah, but who cares? She also tried
2: to make it seem like the ghost was the one opening the windows and stuff. And there was a chill in the air from the ghost.
0: But who cares about that stuff? She should have said, oh, don't worry, the ghost isn't, like, malevolent or whatever. It's not gonna hurt anybody. It's just a kid that's fucking cold. Well, I guess she wouldn't know that if it doesn't talk to her, but...
1: Yeah, I'm surprised the ghost doesn't talk to them, because he seems to want to tell everyone that he's cold. Like, it's not a secret. He'll <laughs> shout know. it to anyone who will listen. Yo, I'm cold. But as soon as he sees these chicks, he's like, no, nope, uh, you,
0: you don't even deserve to know that I'm cold. <laughs> so Daphne asks them if they really believe it, and they say, yeah, of course we do. So Daphne wants to know who the ghost is, but no one knows exactly. Except for Maylene, who tells us that the sweet, juicy deets, saying there's a little boy lived in a neighboring farm and father said he used to come over here all the time and she would sneak around the house
3: trying to find where mother hid the cookies
0: charlie asks what happened to him and greta tells us that it was very tragic and no one really knows they just found him one day out in the woodshed all curled up like he was trying to keep warm malian then tells us that he froze to death poor thing how sad actually a pretty grim story i know right can you imagine like, this kid dies, and everybody's just like, yeah, he's dead. He, he froze to death. It happens. <laughs> I guess. It was like, the, they were like, well, I guess we just got to make a replacement, kid. Greta points over at the furnace, and she's like, aw, shit, the fire's out. And gosh darn it, we don't have any more wood. Charlie's like, fuck, are we going to freeze to death, too? <laughs> and Daphne's like, no, there's plenty of wood around. Tell me where to go, and I'll go get some. The scene switches to outside, and Charlie's following Daphne, saying, I I was thinking uh, maybe we could call mom and dad and they'll come get us. Uh, I'm sure the wedding's over by now.
1: No, it's one of those week-long weddings. (laughs) Yeah, one of those
0: world-famous week-long weddings.
2: There probably was no wedding. They probably just wanted to ditch him.
0: (laughs) That wouldn't be surprising. (laughs) (laughs) So Daphne's looking around for an axe, but she says it's not where they said it would be. And then Charlie gets freaked out at the mere mention of the word axe. Yeah. Again. He's like, oh, fuck, an axe. And Daphne tells him, how else are they supposed to chop wood? Charlie's like, I don't know, I've never chopped wood. Shocking. Yeah, but you know what? I don't think Daphne's ever chopped. I've I've never really chopped wood. Like, Daphne probably hasn't
1: either. Who the hell chops
2: wood?
0: I haven't chopped
2: wood either. They have it at, like, the show here. Like, wood chopping competitions.
0: I actually just chopped wood. I mean, I don't want to say for the first time because I might have done it in, you know, the past. But, like, I just chopped wood a couple weeks ago. Wow. Yeah. Look at you. <laughs> I'm basically an expert. So D- Charlie asks if he's going to get dirty chopping wood. And Daphne says, filthy. And then she pulls him along to go find the axe. They walk over to some stumps in, like, a little shed or something. And Daphne picks up the axe that they found. She says, yeah, this will do the trick. And the scene changes, and Daphne's chopping wood, and she's like, this isn't hard at all. Want to try? And Charlie's like, yeah! And he starts to walk up to take it, but then he chickens out, and he's like, oh, I'm not allowed to play with sharp things. Shut up. Yeah, this is the part where Daphne just unloads on him.
2: Yeah. And also, chopping wood's not even, like, playing with a sharp thing. It's like... If you use a knife to cut a carrot, you're not playing
1: It's also like if you don't chop this, we're going to freeze and die. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then you'll be out at somebody else's window saying how cold you are.
3: I- <laughs>
0: very true. Full yeah. circle. It'd, it'd be I a lot harder to help too. I thought it was really
2: dumb that they weren't more prepared. Every time this stuff happens, I keep thinking, it's meant to be the coldest winter in a hundred years, and you've got no wood, your windows yeah. don't shut.
3: <laughs> they're
1: <laughs> old as fuck, and poor. Like, what do you want them to do?
2: But wood is free, out in there, like, Yeah, they have an infinite...
1: Area. You can't just of wood. put a tree in there, though. You gotta chop it.
2: Yeah, but, like, <laughs> why don't they do that?
1: Because they're old, <laughs>
2: That's what they had, had Walter for. I to chop the wood before he left in the dock.
1: <laughs> Maybe if they offered him some mac and cheese, he would have stayed.
2: Yeah, instead <laughs> of just the tea.
0: Look, You could, you take payment in mac and cheese and pie, right? <laughs> <laughs> so this is where Daphne unloads on this kid. She's like, you're a complete and total wuss. And I can't take it anymore. And they argue back and forth. He's like, I'm not a wuss. And he's like, yeah, you are. It's stupid. And Daphne's like, when are you going to quit being such a freak? And Charlie starts (laughs) pouting. And he's like, I'm not a freak. And she's like, if it wasn't for me, you'd be a total couch potato sitting at home and playing a safe video game in your nice, clean clothes. Sounds
1: like Emma, a bit from Nightly Neighbors.
0: I know. that's, That's what I thought, too.
2: I don't really know why she's giving herself credit for that, though. Like...
0: That's why I said earlier that Charlie, they she's been the babysitter for years and he's still the same. So, no, Melissa Joan Hart, you didn't do shit.
2: Yeah, like, I don't get why she's like, if it wasn't for me, you'd be playing a game. Like, what was it, her idea to go take him to distant relatives that he doesn't even know's house? I don't know. <laughs> it's very weird.
0: It doesn't make any sense. Charlie's like, what's wrong with nice clean clothes? And, guys, I agree. I like being clean. I work in a gross, dingy factory. And there's oil just everywhere. And if it touches my skin, I just hate it. And I have to go and wash my hands and shit. And I like my nice, clean clothes. I
1: spent all day at work painting. And I got paint all over myself. And it it's Filthy. just... It's terrible. Yeah. Being in
0: nice, clean clothes is the best.
1: Yeah. That is the coolest shit I am with
0: Charlie on this one. So Daphne's like, you want to know what's wrong with that shit? I'll show you. And she picks up a handful of mud and she just slops it on the poor kid. Like I like his his face. His face when she smears it on him
1: is like, he's like smiling and then totally shocked when she smears <laughs> the mud on him. Like, he watches her pick it up and he's like, oh, what are you doing with that mud?
0: Oh, you're putting it on me? What? What? <laughs> Melissa Joan Hart, I'm sorry, Daphne. <laughs> no, Daphne starts right. mocking him. <laughs> I mean, they're one of the <laughs> Melissa but. Joan
1: Hart, the actress,
3: <laughs> was like,
0: mm, you like dirt? <laughs> How about someone on your face? And just smears it right in his face. No. <laughs> she starts mocking him. She says, oh, look, he's still alive. What a surprise. He survived a little bit of mud. And Charlie acts like a baby. And he says he's going to go, tell. I'm going to go tell Mom. I must not be so mad at you. <laughs> Come on, dude. I mean, what
2: she did was pretty babyish too, but in a different way. Like, just rubbing mud on someone <laughs> that doesn't want to have mud rubbed on them is not very nice.
0: I'd be mad because that means I have to do fucking laundry. It's annoying. Yeah.
2: Well, she had to run his bath, so is she responsible for cleaning that shirt for him?
0: Ooh. She probably is. <laughs> yeah.
1: Huh. You just so- played yourself, Melissa. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so they get uh, you know he's still going on and on about how mom's gonna like fire her or whatever but then they're interrupted by somebody saying that they're cold who could it be i'm sorry Somebody saying i'm cold. charlie's like oh fuck it's that ghost and we gotta get back to the house they said it wouldn't come inside and daphne's like oh I i think it came from over here and she just runs off And Charlie stands there for a minute, he looks around. He looks back and forth. The camera shows us. He just looks back and forth and back and forth, and it's just for way too long. And then he yells for Daphne, which is dumb because he could have easily seen where she went, but whatever. Some shit starts moving in the background. Well, I'm sorry. We get that first-person shot of him, like, scanning the scenery again, and some shit starts moving, and then, like, the mud in front of him starts getting, like, footprints in it.
3: Yeah, that's pretty
0: cool. Yeah, I thought so too. It was a good effect, I guess.
1: I, I mean, it's decent. You could see how it was done, and it's not <laughs> seamless, but it's no. cool.
0: Yeah, I agree. Charlie freaks the fuck out. He backs up, yelling for Daphne, and then he starts running. But right behind him is that pale kid, all in his white clothes. Dude, and he says, "I'm cold."
1: Right in this <laughs> shot, the close-up of his face, he looked exactly. Like a younger version of Peter from Captured Souls. The ghost kid? Same wild hairstyle, same, like, dark around the eyes. Yeah.
2: I noticed that the face was really white, like, as if he was in the band Kiss or something, but (laughs) the neck was still, like, regular skin tone. They did not do a good job on that makeup.
1: His hands were also just normal. I didn't look at the But he was wearing all white clothes to, I guess, imply, like... He's so he frozen
0: or whatever?
2: That he was a frozen um, ghost. Title drop.
0: I thought he looked stupid. I will give it <laughs> credit though. I thought when he was cold that one time, um <laughs> when, Which one? When Charlie Charles was looking out um, his window and he had that glow about him. I thought that was yeah. pretty cool. He was cool.
2: like illuminated, yeah. In there.
0: Like he
1: just looks like some kid.
2: He didn't even have sunglasses like most ghosts should.
1: <laughs> Only the cool ones. Oh, right? <laughs> He's cool. <laughs> or he's not cool.
0: He's cold. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Charlie, Okay, after the kid says, I'm cold, Charlie screams himself into a Dutch angle. <laughs> and he runs through the woods screaming for help. But he gets like caught on some trees and he stumbles around. And then he runs right into the ghost again, who doesn't look at him and just says, I'm cold again. You
1: know, Every time he said that, he reminded me of Mr. Burns in the Simpsons when he's in the woods oh like god, I bring I,
2: you love. I thought that when he was illuminated it reminded me of Mr. Burns. <laughs> I
0: come in peace. <laughs> um, I don't remember that episode. <sighs> oh my god. It's goodness. the X-Files one. Uh, I'd have to watch it again. I think I've seen it, but I'd have
3: to Well,
1: you should anyway because it's a great episode. Yeah. But do you know what
0: season it is?
1: I think 8, but don't take my word for it
0: um okay so charlie screams he runs away some more and the ghost is in the background now and charlie runs through some more trees and shit and uh boom right in front of him is the ghost again charlie screams in his face he runs away as the ghost says i'm cold yeah just really Mm -hmm. hitting that note yeah i my notes say good one ghost boy
1: (laughs) (laughs) you're really mixing it up this time
0: yeah. Charlie runs some more, uh, but then he gets stuck in a puddle of mud and he struggles with it and then he just falls to his knees and he splooshes into the muddy water twice because Not once. He shows us it twice for some reason.
1: <laughs> he falls and they were like, "Oh, that was a dope stunt." <laughs> Let's Do it see again. See that again. <laughs> Rewind. Da, 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 da. It's
2: like that TV show. Um, what's that TV show called? Where they do all those dumb things above water and stuff, and then they fall in and
3: like wipe out,
2: wipe out. That's it.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, they were just doing an instant replay on that. Like, do the judges were like, "All right, let's see that one again, folks." <laughs>
2: <laughs> Maybe they just didn't like that kid either, and they just wanted to watch it fall <laughs> in the mud
0: again. <laughs> the director was just like, "All right, that was a perfect one, but do it again. Just <laughs> watch." plop into that mud it's not even really mud though it's just mostly just water yeah but that shouldn't be there it should be um i don't know a fucking frozen puddle right because it's the coldest winter in um canada
1: the coldest winter in canada in a
0: hundred years <laughs> yeah and yeah it's just like the kids are in that should be like 50 below <laughs> That kid should instantly have hypothermia. Like Even the
2: axe would probably be, like, frozen, wouldn't it? If it was left yeah. outside.
0: It would be cold. Yeah. It's
3: Just like
0: a Daphne picks up uh, Charlie, because he's screaming, and he's, he's like, The ghost's following me! And the kids look over, and there's this ghost. <laughs> I'm sorry. And yeah. there's the ghost. And he says that famous line,
3: I'm cold.
0: And Say it again, Ghost.
3: Log. I'm cold.
0: <laughs> and Charlie, he's now covered in mud, even though a moment ago he wasn't. Like, they were just like, oh, he's not dirty enough, kid. Slap slap some shit <laughs> well, on him.
2: Melissa, get over here. Throw some mud on him. <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> Daphne's like, what's it want? And then we see the log, and then it goes back to the kids, and then it goes back to the log again, and then it goes back to the kids, and Charlie's like, oh, that's the log for my dreams. He was in that log, and the and the bad guy, and then he gasps, and he walks over to the log. He looks at the ghost, who's uh, still pointing at that log, and he goes down, he reaches into it, and the ghost points more excitedly, just like the ghost did from uh, the tale of the Lonely Ghost. As Charles says, I see something, and he starts pulling out some leaves and stuff, and he pulls out a red jacket, and as he does, like a key of sorts falls out of the jacket, and the ghost is reaching excitedly for the jacket and Charles slowly walks over to the ghost and he gives it the jacket. The ghost puts it on and he's no longer all pale and ghost-like. He's just look- looks like a kid.
2: I was actually really surprised that he stuck his hand in the log hole because you couldn't see in there. And this kid seems afraid of everything. Like before it had even been proven there was a ghost, he was like freaking out at like the tiniest little noise and stuff. So like... He's fine to just stick his hand in a hole. When a
1: ghost tells you to do something, you do it. (laughs) Hey. Don't ask questions. We talked
0: about this before. Don't help ghosts. (laughs) But you know what? The ghost kid puts the jacket on and then he disappears. And this was probably what I liked about this episode is that we got some actual. No. We got some character development from Charles because he's a wuss. He's wuss, 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 ghost, ghost, ghost. And then when it's time to actually like save the day or whatever, he he, he does it. selflessly helps the ghost by putting his hand in a log and giving him the jacket.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's not the greatest, like, he didn't really put himself on the line there, but you know, it's something.
0: It's, it's, it's like it's he overcame his fear, which I liked. We don't really get a whole lot of character development in these episodes, so I was happy to see at least a little bit, even if it was mm, not that best, not the greatest, but... Yeah, whatever.
2: It did remind me a lot of Locker 22, how, like, Candy had been trapped for, like, 30 years and someone could have, like, helped her all along. The ghost had been wanting his jacket out of the hole all this time, like, if someone had gotten him the thing. But also, he didn't talk to the aunts, apparently.
0: Yeah, it's his fault. Yeah. Nobody would have known unless he would have fucking said, I'm cold, and pointed at a log.
2: Maybe they should have offered the ghost tea and then he would have talked.
0: Yeah. Stupid old ladies. (laughs) 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 Charles looks over at Daphne and he says, He just wanted his coat. We helped him. Daphne's like, Yeah, yeah, we helped him. And she looks down and she picks up that key that was dropped out of the ghost jacket. Charles grabs it and then we warp back to the inside of the house. And Charles is all clean now, and the ants wonder what it's for for a moment. And then Maylene grabs the key, and she says, I know, and she pushes it into the tube from the furnace, and she turns it, and it's the latch for the stovepipe, and that's why it never worked properly. They couldn't get the flue open without it. And the ants laugh, and we hear the sound of something falling into the stove. So Charles opens up the door, and then just, like, piles and piles of, gold coins just pop out of the stove Charles picks it up the ants smile and Daphne says Maylene Greta I have a feeling your money troubles are over the end
2: those coins did not look like Canadian currency I've seen the Canadian yeah, coins and thought. they've got like polar bears on them
1: they're just gold coins
2: they're called loonies or something I think they're they?
1: doubloons.
2: <laughs> they remind me of those chocolate coins that you get in a um little yeah. bag. Do they have those in America?
0: Yes. Okay, I have a couple of things. One, I understand that they wouldn't have to use this wood burning stove unless the electricity is out. But if they live in a place that gets cold like that and power lines snap, you know, presumably that could happen. You know, a storm happens or whatever. Th- this is also where I don't understand the timeline because, like, first of all, why didn't they? get a new stove if that one wasn't working for like so long. i thought
2: that too but i think it's a money issue because they couldn't afford anything they wouldn't be able to afford to get a new stove
0: well what have they been doing all this time they didn't even try though i mean that money's just been stuck up there for you know let's say a 100 years i guess
2: i don't know but could you even spend that money because like i've Seen on TV shows where they're like, oh, this guy's the bank robber because these serial numbers on these notes match the stolen money. Or maybe it wouldn't be that far back, or maybe it's not the same with coins. I don't know, but it seemed weird.
0: Another issue I have is like, okay, they have all this money and stuff, but like, it's stolen money. Yeah, that's
2: what I'm saying.
0: (laughs) They have to return it? Yeah, right? I mean, how long has
1: the crime been committed like
2: like it's a cold case by now that's,
1: yeah, yeah that's what a i want limitations too. on those things
0: the way the story's set up it makes it sound like this happened a long time ago so it's what they say charlie's great-grandfather or was it just grandfather? yeah i think
2: so plus prisoners on a train that sounds really old that sounds like some wild west shit
0: that's what i thought too so like they make it sound like this bank robber and kid dying thing was like a hundred years ago
2: but they were also alive when it happened weren't they or no
0: i don't know i can't tell that
1: the ants said that their dad said that the boy was from a neighboring farm yes so presumably the dad was alive at least when it happened yeah i guess so yeah so it would have only been you know two generations or so like
0: I don't know. like 50 to somewhere between 50 and 100 years i would say right something like that because the wim, the aunt greta and maylene they're old they're probably like 50 pushing 60 i'd say maybe mm. older i'm really bad at telling people's 70, age maybe yeah let's do 60 pushing 70 so i don't know maybe it's early early 1900s like maybe like 1920 or something but it just doesn't the part that doesn't make sense to me is why would they not replace that that stove if it doesn't if it hadn't been working for almost 100 years that's insane like well let's just keep it around anyway
1: it's heavy there's gold in it They can't move it
2: they just really like if you stop to think about it they shouldn't even be living there like they can't really take care of themselves all that well
0: yeah they don't even have enough they don't have any money because neither one of them have any jobs and
2: like they obviously Uh. had enough money for food
0: yeah for mac and cheese and hey i saw and some tea. potatoes
2: hanging when the woman was doing the needlework. there was like oh, yeah. potatoes hanging i think
0: i did see that too yeah yeah those were my problems with the story but anyway let's go back to the midnight society because frank says the criminal hid the gold in the pipe Kristen slowly nods then kiki says and the little boy saw him when he was looking for cookies david's eyes get really wide and and says charlie's dream And Betty Ann, the understanding and caring one of the group, says, That poor kid, he froze to death hiding from the criminal, and no one knew.
1: I'm glad that they explained it all for the audience.
0: Uh, Yeah, I mean, it wasn't even
1: necessary, but... Not really. And then Kiki chimes in with, So he just wanted his coat.
0: (sighs) Yeah.
2: And all the Midnight Society were wearing jackets, so... The story really did give oh. them a chill.
0: Did they put their jackets on? Yeah, they, they were all, did.
1: all wearing jackets. But, but I wonder... Why
2: would you pack your jacket why on the hottest they... night yes. of the year? <laughs>
1: <laughs> they all had jackets.
2: <laughs> they had a leaf fan and a jacket.
0: <laughs> I didn't even notice. I think I was just done with this episode. I, got, I, I did yeah. like... 20 going. minutes of my notes before I went to work. Then I went to work, came home, and I had to finish them up. And I was just like, oh, I'm going to be done. Kristen gets this real fucking smug look on her face. And she says, I told you, you get the shivers. And all the kids yeah. smile. They're still, they still, I have in my notes, they're still um, saturated with perspiration. <laughs>
3: like their faces are that. still
0: yeah. moist.
1: The jackets aren't going
0: to help. Gary grabs the bucket of water and he says, I declare this meeting of the Heatwave Society. And then he, like, laughs a little bit. Closed. Good night, everybody. And he dumps the water on the fire. Everyone gets up and they all leave. And that's the end of the story. It's <sighs> the end of that fucking episode. Oh, God.
2: Yeah, I hope that she doesn't get another turn telling a story for a while. It's just, it's too much.
0: You would think logically, like, she's done three-sevenths of this season. So she shouldn't have another one. She really shouldn't. We'll see what happens. David might give her another turn or something ridiculous like that.
1: Eric might show up again and be like, Hey guys,
0: I got another story. (laughs) Go away, Eric. Gets pushed into the fire. (laughs) Oh, man. So, the moral of the story is, if your furnace is broken, fucking replace it.
2: (laughs) You gotta check for gold in it first,
0: though. Always check your furnaces for gold, yes good point if you're a ghost talk to somebody (laughs) if you're cold (laughs) let him know (laughs) (laughs) man all right so the tale of the frozen ghost Hmm. i guess it's a pretty all right name for this episode right he was cold
1: yeah i mean you can't get much much more descriptive than that that's the episode it's about a ghost that's frozen
2: yeah
0: I think collectively, guys, we can think of a better name, though. All right. The Tale of I'm Cold. <laughs> the Tale of the Floor Pie. Oh, the poor pie.
2: The Tale of Sabrina the Teenage Bitch.
0: <laughs> I like that one.
1: <laughs> the Tale of Too Many Kristen Stories.
2: Oh, so true.
0: The Tale of go.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the next episode on the list is the tale of the whispering walls. Hmm. Who do you guys think is going to tell that story? Obviously, that it's one going to be Kristen. Going to be
3: going <laughs> to be Kristen no. again,
0: and David's going to Please. be like, "Hey, Chris, you haven't told one in a while." <laughs> Anyone but her.
1: Um, I think a Gary.
2: They will have to pick someone else. Maybe. Kiki.
0: Okay, so have we actually had a Gary story this season yet? I don't think we have, have we? No. He
1: was Kiki's story, but the one he told was Kiki's. Yeah, yeah he hasn't had his oh. own. I
2: think I meant to say the other one, Mary Beth. What's her name?
0: Betty Ann. Betty Ann. Betty Ann. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Mary Beth is, was busy. Is busy being trapped in a crystal ball. Yes, she's
1: dead.
2: Oh, okay. Is she cold in there?
0: Uh, no, nah, she's comfortable.
1: Sardo somehow got out, but he left her in there.
0: <laughs> he kept those super specs as a trophy, too. Um, so what do you guys think the tale of the Whispering Walls is going to be about, though? I think that it's
1: going to be about a family that moves into a new apartment, Ooh, okay. and the walls are really thin. <laughs> and they hear... The neighbors plotting their murder.
0: Oh, snap. And the murder, or the neighbors are Emma, right? Emma and Day Day, they got their own apartment. They're like, those yeah. fucking neighbors, let's kill them. Day like, yeah. It's a sequel.
3: <laughs> oh,
2: my God. I never laughed so hard in my life as I did when I listened to that episode. I was like, down the other end of the house and Brandon was trying to sleep.
3: oh
0: emma just wants to kill some
1: people she needs the flimsiest of justifications
3: she's like
2: what's wrong with you brother why don't you want to come out here and kill these people with me (laughs) you
1: kill these people right now or i'm telling mom (laughs) (laughs)
3: jesus
2: (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that was so Uh. funny those I love vampire it. Vampire Teeth at the end was so bad too.
0: I can't wait. I can't wait for you guys to hear like what happens in the book because it's it's honestly pretty exciting. Yeah. <sighs>
1: I'm, I'm excited. excited
0: to hear it. Maybe someday I'll edit it so you guys can listen to it, but it's not today. But for now, guys, I'm really tired. And yes. I'm, I'm I'm cold. <laughs> so, I'm going to go <laughs> snuggle up in bed. <laughs>
1: Right, go to I'm sleep. I'm going to go have a bubble bath. <laughs> Put Ooh, the face washer in the face, And then just face? sink into the water and sleep.
3: All right.
0: I've been up all night, man. I'm so sleepy. <sighs> well, good night, everybody. <gasps> Bye, you guys. Bye. Bye.
3: Bye.